And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Uh, welcome to yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And this episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale. Fullscale.io can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they can also help us put on this beautiful, beautiful podcast. Uh, so today we have with us, um, I'm super psyched, uh, and, and this is a little bit selfish, because we, we have with us one of my very dear friends, um, compatriots, and I just absolutely adore Katie Mabry Van Deren. She is comes to Hello. us today. She is CEO and curator of the Strawberry Swing and co-founder of Troost Market Collective. And we're going to be talking about a topic that is very, very near and dear to her heart, as well as very, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, we're going to be talking about makers and we're going to be talking shopping local and we're going to be talking about artisans and really creative, awesome people. But Katie, thank you so much for being here with us today. You're so welcome. Thank yeah. you for having me, friend. I'm so excited. You have like the best podcast voice. I just want to share that with you very quickly. Like, I love your voice so much. <laughs> thank you. I've been told I have a radio voice. That's right. A voice that's made for radio and a face <laughs> that's made for Broadway. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you have any Reader Ginsburg things? Yeah, of course you do. See, we support I, local. We, we, we share a, a mutual love. Uh, rest in peace. So so let's hop right into it. Katie, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, kind of establish that base, and then we'll dive right in. Okay. I am an entrepreneur, 100%. So I own and curate the Strawberry Swing, which is an indie craft fair, and we started in 2011. So I like to think of um, myself and our community we've built as kind of like the originator of Shop Local KC. Like I have been using that hashtag since 2011. Um, so this was our 10th year and coronavirus hit. So we had to really pivot. But since then, since 2011, I have started um, Shop Local KC, which is an online marketplace of all the makers. And then I also have started Craft Show CEO with a maker named Carly Ray, and we teach people to make money being a maker. Um, and then what else have I done? Oh, co-founded Truce Market Collective. And so what I had found with, with all those other um, jobs is that there was kind of a barrier to entry to be a maker. And I was kind of seeing the same demographics and this and that, and what's going on, what, what's going on? What can we do to change this? So um, I met someone named Chrissy Dastrupt, and she's a co-founder of Truce Market Collective with me. And we are um, hoping to lift the barrier to entry to be a maker, to be an entrepreneur. And we're going to have a space on 31st and Truce where people can gather and create products, T-shirts, um, whatever, and in a community area and learn how to sell online and 
make it be your full-time job. The hustle is real. In the meantime, we've done programming. Like we just did the Black Lives Matter street murals. Six Black Lives Matter murals. We painted the streets. We've done Trustapalooza. We put Black artists on the plaza during the Plaza Art Fair in partnership with Restoration Emporium. We did an all-Black artist exhibit, which had not been done before during the Plaza Art Fair. And we've also made a website called Explore Truce that highlights every single business in the Truce corridor between 55th and 10th Street. And you can go check that out too, because, you know, there's a stereotype in this city, in this segregated city. And so we wanted to show all the amazing businesses that are right on Truce Avenue. Wow. So that is what I do. I think that's all I do. I mean, I that's certainly a oh, lot. I'm a florist. I'm a yes, florist. You, you that's my latest side hustle. Yeah, wait, wait, there's some right up there. Can you see them? Yeah. Yes, and I, I actually still have my birthday bouquet. But so so really quick oh for gosh, the folks, um, who are not from the Kansas City area who are listening. Um, so Katie talked a lot about Troost, which here in Kansas City is a historically very racially charged um, dividing line within our city. So it's a division between um, predominantly white neighborhoods, predominantly black neighborhoods, economically um, growing and thriving, economic, tends to be economically depressed, but but that's changing. And, and mm -hmm. so what you're trying to do is you're kind of trying to redefine what people think of when they think of truest, right? Right. Um, and bring, like the yeah. biggest issue there is too, this, this block where we are has been totally divested in since the 80s. And so it was once this thriving um, block where everyone went to shop local small businesses, actually immigrant-owned businesses back in the 20s and 30s. And then all this racial segregation happened because of many, many things, you know, real estate, public school boards, all kinds of things, Jim Crow, everything. And so we want to make sure that there is some equitable development because it is, as you say, changing very quickly. And just want to make sure that there's you know a space for people who live and work around there still always yeah. forever so and yeah. art is really well, important people sometimes don't think of art and makers as entrepreneurs but they are and they're one of the biggest growing fastest growing um side hustles so if we can help creative people succeed and make money you know doing it that's literally my passion that's what yeah makes me do what i do well, and you, I mean, you just do so much ama amazing work to not only, I mean, you're a maker and a creative and a creator yourself, but then, you know, you're finding ways to connect makers, create a, a very strong mm -hmm. community amongst these, these artisans and creators, and then finding ways to amplify what they do, help them score sales. So that, it, and there's this meme that right. goes around periodically that I just love where it's like, when you, you know, when you shop local, you're buying dance classes for, you know, a, a kid to go to, you're not supporting a large corporation. And so I, I want to talk to you a little bit right. about that. Because I think, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit before the break. And one of the things that you said, and one of the things that I agree with is the fact that people don't really give makers um, enough credit for the work that they do to right. power our economy. So, so I want to yep, talk to you. For sure. It's that. like, like over, we're overlooked. Info. <laughs> yeah, we're totally overlooked. Um, I feel like sometimes we're, and I'm going to say we, because I too am a maker. I mean, yeah. I started as a maker. I was in my own craft fair. My friend Heather Baker actually 
started the strawberry swing and then she moved away to Denver. So I took over, but I was in it, you know, I was in it up until I couldn't anymore because I had grown it so big that it was impossible, but we are really overlooked. And I think I, I don't have the percentage off the top of my head of what percentage of startups are like the creative small business industry, which would be, and with the word maker, some people don't understand or know what that means. It's like anyone who makes something. So it can be jewelry, pottery, t-shirts. It could be techie stuff too. You can call yourself a maker. Most people hear maker fair and they think of robotics and um, making things like a robot that'll sweep your crown or hungry, hungry hippo game. Um, I've seen that made before where they like roboticized. Is that a word? Roboticized? It is now. Um, they made like a huge hungry hippo out of something. And he, he ate tennis balls and went around. Um, but yeah, we just personally with my fair, like at the holiday event we did at Union Station, we um, we pivoted and did an outdoor event this past uh, December, like a month or two ago. And Kansas City came out and spent more than $2 million. Um, and there were overall 120 local businesses we did four weekends so we had 40 businesses each weekend but that is a large large amount of money I mean one of my makers uh themselves made $57,000 in four weekends at just my show so that shows you how much shop local you know people here are ready to support it and when you're going to my event literally everyone is local and so all of that money is going back into the economy. I mean, most of it. I mean, sometimes you're going to go buy something at Amazon or Walmart, and then it won't go back into the local economy. But I know, sorry, uh, or at those places, sorry, you know, big box stores. Um, sure. But when you shop, like what you said with that meme, when you're coming to my event or you're going to shop localkc.com, you are supporting someone who's then sending their kid to ballet class. I mean, you're not supporting so-and-so whose name ends with the O's go to the island and have his own like you know five billion trillion I think he's more than five billion um you're helping someone actually have their kid go to football practice or um keep their lights on and it's incredible to see and you're helping them thrive like one of my or not employees they're not my employees clients makers they said they made so much at the holiday event they were able to give they have like two or three employees that help them um, they were able to give them Christmas bonuses. You know what I mean? So yeah. you see it go back, That's not amazing. just to the maker, but to their employees. Yeah. And yeah. I was so excited about that. It was really awesome to hear. So yeah, there's just, we're sometimes um, thought of as the little guy, but we're not, we're big. I mean, that's a lot of tax revenue going back into the city, right? I mean, if someone's yeah. making $57,000 at just my event, that is just one quarter, right? So let's imagine you times it by four. That's a big amount of taxes that that small business is paying back into the city. And that's a big impact, right? Right. So it's totally different than a startup. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, at least in certain circles, like the, the, what a startup means, um, that definition is changing. Cause I think a lot of people, when they, they hear the term startup, they think of like these technology based, highly scalable, um, you know, really explosive growth potential companies. And, and, and really when, when we're talking about makers, like they, they, they're entrepreneurs, like, you know, they, they could be doing this in their part-time and they're, you know, on the weekends or at night, it doesn't matter. Like you have to hustle, really hustle to put your, create your product, to refine it, put it out there, sell it continually. Like this is, 
it, it's a really, really beautiful expression of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I, I don't it think a lot really, of really like equate the term maker with entrepreneur. And so like, let's correct that misconception. Um, first and foremost. Yeah, let's do. And like, yeah. I feel like I didn't mean it's not a startup. It is like a startup, but like they don't seek out investors. You know what I mean? Like, so they really yeah. do it on their own. It's like kind of a one person venture originally, but then it can grow and grow and grow. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah. And, and really, like, I think that maker businesses have the potential to grow significantly. I mean, here in the Kansas City area, at least we have a right. bunch of maker businesses that started out very, very small and then grew yep. into multi-million dollar revenue yep. opportunities um, and th that For are now sure. supporting that local economy. And so I think, I mean, let's get excited about that. Yeah. I love so, it. <laughs> I know one of our, one of our friends that's an innovator, you know, Thela Cherry, she started as a t-shirt and print company. And now she has clients all over from like, you know, KC to the Negro leagues and like she's she's hustling she's made she's got employees she has a shop she's got a printing you know she's yeah. she is getting it she's <laughs> getting it and she's getting big clients you know she is getting I don't know what you call that um I can't think right now because I see my child like running back and forth what do you call it when you get um you know like a big like college client what do you call that like enterprise clients when they're you're printing all their yeah, you're like printing all oh, their shirts yeah, for them yeah. and you're like doing um, amazing stuff. I don't remember the term, but but yeah, like I mean there's 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 just a lot of growth potential with these organizations. And I have to ask, so so one right. of the questions that I do want to ask you is in 2020 and and maybe even a little bit but in particular 2020, I we saw two things happen that I would say, I would mm. imagine significantly affected the maker movement, as we call it. So number one, we had a pandemic where a lot of these right. individuals, they rely on relationships with local shops, like putting their stuff in their shops, or they rely on foot traffic to, to locations. They rely on shows right. like Strawberry Swing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, their, their, their business was greatly impacted in a negative way. But then the yeah. other thing that I saw, um, you know, and I think this started happening a little bit prior to 2020, but there became this like collective consciousness or understanding that buying local is important because you're supporting your yes. local economy. You're putting pumping money back into your local economy. And not only that, you're often ending up with superior products because they're not mass produced. They're produced with care. Um, and so you have these two things happening kind of simultaneously and i was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about that and like the maker experience of of what right. that looks like because one thing really sucks and one thing looks really <laughs> exciting right <laughs> yeah and some of them thrived but that has been for me yes coronavirus is horrible it is like a pandemic people are dying and these businesses some of the businesses are dying literally um we had to find a positive light in all of this, right? And for yeah. me, that positive light has been people understanding exactly, like you said, that shopping local is important and we cannot have community without these small businesses. And that is one of the biggest parts of shopping local. I think that is the most important is that the community that is built around it, right? So like you go to like a big box store, you're not gonna wanna take like 
a selfie right in there. But if you go yeah. to your local like store in Brookside where there's this cute mural on the wall, you build a community. You're like, oh, this is so fun. Like it's an experience. You're there. And like yeah. you are supporting actual people who live here. It's wonderful. And I found that so many people realized, oh my gosh, this is something that I don't want to go away. Like I don't want that local store in Brookside to go away because of coronavirus and them not being able to be open. I want to support them. So let's talk about them, whether or not it's just sharing them. Like, Hey, did you guys know? I'm just going to make up a name because I don't want to say any real names. Um, pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin. I don't know why I said pumpkin, Smith. whatever. Pumpkin uh, <laughs> the jewelry store on the, on the Brookside. Yeah. You know, they can't be open. So let's like support them, buy something online. Um, and then another thing that we did as makers which I think is the most kick-ass thing we did was we made freaking masks and we made PPE and we made um, all kinds of things yeah. that apparently the big companies that make them couldn't get out fast enough or someone bought them all and hit them in their basement. Yeah. So who's the one that was like saving people, the makers. I mean, not only, so you had the makers that I like that go to my craft show and sell that are fiber artists making thousands of masks and I'm kid you not thousands like I was ahead of a yeah. group because of course people are like Katie you are the one that can manage and organize people can you start and be a blah, blah, blah. they called one like Rosie's you know Rosie the Riveter I can't remember what we were calling it, it was like the Rosie's and so it was like me trying to manage where the makers could take the mask to which hospitals needed them and then you had the maker spaces so like hammer space and maker who else was doing it uh union stations maker village uh maker village was not doing it maker what's union stations makerspace called i think it's just makerspace they were making the plastic protection for the doctors and the nurses yeah. you know the protective headgears because they could yeah. not find them anywhere well and, and i remember that was and hand sanitizer they were, the makers are making hand sanitizer like yeah like had to, to pivot to to create that but it was really interesting because I actually remember that going down and innovate her KC like right around the start of the pandemic everybody was kind of panicking yeah. and they needed their face mask and there were multiple posts where people were like I can't find a mask who can hook me up with a mask and dun, 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 dun. Yeah. here comes Katie <laughs> and the, the army of makers who were committed to public good and creating like yeah they come to the rescue. Like everybody was raising yep. their hand and saying like, okay, I've got, you know, I made, I've got 30, I made 30 of them or, you know, what have you. And that was, just, it was a really, it was a really beautiful process to watch. Like, even though we were at a very scary moment in time, right? just watching these individuals kind of step up and those who had been so quietly making whatever they were making in the background, right. all of a sudden they're brought to the forefront and they have to kind of lead and, and say, Hey, Kansas city, we got you, you know, you, yep. you need masks. We've got yep. masks. Come and get them. <laughs> yep. And they also were doing a thing where obviously like many people had like disposable fabric that they didn't have to uh, make money off of that, you yeah. know, masks, but then, keep it going many of the makers were doing a buy one give one so they would make one you would buy right. it for yourself and for each one that was purchased they would send the well they would just start stockpiling them and then deliver them to the hospitals or to the homeless shelter or whoever needed the masks and so I found that to be incredible that they yeah. weren't just monetizing it you know what I mean like they were monetizing it so they were keeping going but then they were giving as well and so for right. me that's just like why you need to support and shop local because 
that's what we do as local community members. We want to support our community. You know what I mean? Well, and it's not like these people, I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to say that like all makers are impoverished or anything like that, but often right. people are, makers are creating in their spare time because they want right. to make some extra scratch or, you know, they're not, they're not charging like significant amounts for these items. And so right. makers aren't always flush. And so the fact that they're willing to step up and say like, Hey, you know, we, we're going to donate this time, these materials to keep our, our city safe. Like that's that's incredible right like, I mean we got Mesner Bee Farm donated they had like I think it was seven 70 gallons they yeah. donated 70 gallons of hand sanitizer that they made to our nonprofit because we did yeah. um we knew they knew we would be able to distribute it because you know we have some connections of people who would need these gallon pumps of hand sanitizers and yeah. they just donated all of that to us so that we could get they, it out they into they the community. That lavender honey hand sanitizer too. Oh my gosh. I got the it's spray. So yummy. So I know I was like, this it's actually <laughs> it's actually in this. It's actually yeah. in this bottle because I got a gallon for myself to put at the swing. And yeah. so when this one ran out of fake, like the stuff from just the drugstore, I filled yeah. it. You can see it's kind of yellow because it has yeah. bee propolis in it. They are so incredible that yeah. they Rachel taught me all about the bee propolis do you can I tell you what it is real quick it's yeah, so yeah. cool you know <laughs> what it is so they are Mesner Bee Farms in Raytown and they are one of the makers that have grown so big and they have bees right and their hives they've learned about bee propolis it's if a when the bees are like hibernating during the winter if anything gets in to the hive like a bug a spider something that can yeah. like kill them or decompose and cause a fungus, the bees literally wrap it and like mummify it in this stuff called propolis. And it is like a natural antimicrobial. So like they mummify this like intruder. Oh my God. And it can't ever mold. Nothing ever comes out. It's like a natural antimicrobial. So they took propolis. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. And I, I mean, knock on wood. Oh my God. I probably shouldn't say this, but I have not had COVID yet. And I use this religiously and I like Why maybe it's because of the bee press. <laughs> I yeah. know I should have done that I mean, who knows maybe I have had COVID you know it's a yeah. crapshoot nowadays you don't know if you've had it or not who knows well, but yeah I love their hand sanitizer yeah I, I do too I use it religiously actually mm -hmm. it's, no, it's so good, so good. Um, well so so that is Really quickly, I want to hop in here and I just want to mention that this episode of uh, Startup Hustle podcast is sponsored by Full Scale. We love Full Scale. Um, and if you are looking to build a software team quickly and affordably, you definitely want to reach out to fullscale.io. We love uh, Full Scale. We love Matt DeCourcy. Um, they just do an amazing job of helping to produce and lead and power this, this podcast. So I just wanted to mention that. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank but you. So, so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, and I, I don't know if people talk to you about this a lot, but I kind of wanted to talk about like this infrastructure of support around around mm -hmm. the maker movement. So so here's the deal. Like one of the things that I worry about with entrepreneurs, one of the things that keeps me up at night and like all white knuckled and everything is the fact that you know, I, I love entrepreneurs of all stripes. Like, I think that if you look at something and you say, I can do that better, faster, stronger, um, mm -hmm. and 
and then you go out and do it and you like, you take on all the associated risks. Like that's, that is amazing. And makers do that. So, so yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that, you know, makers, they don't, they don't have a lot of support in the community. Like here we are dealing with this coronavirus situation and, you know, makers are donating their time and their products and, and all of that. But like, you know, things like health insurance, you know, kind of those right. basics that we like, if they, if makers are electing to leave, you know, the workforce and focus on their hustle full time, like they, they just don't have a mm-hmm. lot of support systems in place. Right. And so I wanted to talk to you about that. Cause I know that you, like one of your jobs is to make the maker experience better you know, make things easier. Um, And so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Like in a perfect world, what does it look like where a maker has full support from their community? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. And we were kind of talking a little before about that commercial. I, there was a Super Bowl commercial that just had uh, Dolly Parton in it. It was for Squarespace and it was like nine to five. Right. And then it was like the five to nine and it was all about the hustle and all this. And it made me so angry because seeing it, like that public during a, I probably can't say that word, SB ad, um, was just like, it made it seem normal. And it is normal to us as makers and hustlers and entrepreneurs, but it's not right. It's not right that we have to be working eight to five, nine to five at a job we don't like, and then hustle five to nine. So we're working 12 hours a day for what? And it's because we don't have, we say at our eight to five, I call it eight to five. It's an eight to five. It's not a nine to five anymore. Come on. It's an yeah. eight to five. And it's because you need insurance. Like, let's say you're working at a big corporation or a big box store. It's because you want those vacation hours. If you even get those, you need the medical insurance. I mean, I personally, personally with my family, neither of us have a corporate job. So we don't have uh, a way to get health insurance that we know of, except for the marketplace, you know, and then we may make too much money for that. And so what I found is like, I've, I don't even know how to get insurance now, personally, honestly, I know I can do these like weird insurance things where you like pay up front and then you pay like, and it's all very confusing. I hate it. That's why I like Bernie Sanders, honestly, because I've lived in other countries. Sorry, this is totally getting just political for a second, but I've lived in countries that have socialized healthcare. I've lived in France. I've lived in New Zealand and I'm not kidding. It is so much better and it is so i mean you don't have people going into bankruptcy you don't, you don't like if, in, you don't have to live in fear worry <laughs> and like my husband hasn't gone to the doctor we've been together 12 years and he we've been insured that whole time via either the marketplace or somehow we've been insured he's never used his insurance we were trying to calculate how much we like wasted yeah. i mean it's just it's just such it's horrible what we do in this country. It's really like making rich people richer on under the guise of, oh, if something happens to you, you won't be able to afford it. So why aren't we able to afford it? Because our medical system is ruined because of our insurance system. I mean, it should be affordable. We shouldn't have to have spent more than seventy, eighty thousand dollars over five years for nothing. I mean, it just went into the insurance. You, you know, it's like a gamble. We shouldn't have to gamble our health. It's just, well, so, yeah. so, so that's a whole bigger this. conversation. Like, so, so there's a lack of infrastructure around right. maker assistance. And I, I think to an extent, there's a lack of recognition um, for yeah, the, the for economic sure. power that makers can 
bring to the table. Um, so how Wait. can we, how can we help makers? I feel like the biggest way to help makers is to support them. So like, for instance, if you're going to go get a candle, you need a candle. You, you're like, oh, I need a new candle. That's a consumable good. You replace those a lot. I feel like just going local and buying one online or just making sure you go to a locally owned store and yeah. supporting it instead of running to the big box store. I know sometimes it's more convenient. I myself am guilty of using Amazon for little things and not even taking my own advice just because I don't want to go out of the house right now when there's a pandemic. But many of these makers, this yeah. is their like life and they will deliver it faster than you know the a word that ends when it's on um because this is their life like i know um ej my friend who owns untamed supply candle they will deliver to your door i have needed a birthday gift and been like hey can i order and they've dropped off 40 minutes later i'm not even kidding 40 minutes later so just look local and you can go shop local kc is my website that i made it has like 400 makers it's just a go between. So like, I'm not taking a cut of their sale or anything. I'm literally just like a bridge to link you to what you want. So you yeah. go to it and it's like, you can look up candles or you can look up, I think I did have a hand sanitizer link, but I might've taken it off since we're kind of like, you know, there's not a, a mad rush. Well, I, think a lot, I think a lot of supply chain has kind of been solved around yeah. uh, hand sanitizer. So, so People that's didn't it. hoard it. They stopped hoarding. I think they were literally yeah. hoarding at the beginning of just like the TP. Um, and then you can look up clothing. I just did, I realized I wanted to keep supporting the makers and when we can't have a show in person. So I just curated these local gift boxes and I'm going to keep doing that. And so by me buying all the items from the maker, I ensured that they had those. Okay. So I'm making a hundred boxes. So that's a hundred items I'm buying from each maker. And I supported more than I think 22 total makers throughout the boxes, you know, so then you can go buy that box. It's like a Valentine's box, you know, yeah. instead of just go to the local store down the street and pick out stuff that was not even personal and isn't made locally. You're literally yeah. supporting nine people by buying. Yeah. And I, I think it's, re I think it's really important to note that, you know, it might be slightly less convenient to buy, to shop local yeah. and it might be a little yeah. more expensive, usually not actually that much more expensive. Like I, I buy a local a ton, yeah. but the fact is you're ending up with, not only are you ending up with a, a product that is higher, often higher quality using things like organic yep. ingredients and, you know, um, just mm -hmm. really better, better base products to create the, yeah. the new product, but often these story, the, these things, they have a story. And so like, I, I know exactly. that like people used to come over to my house, I would be like, oh, you know, that artwork that's by a local Kansas city artist and oh, Hey, you know, I'm going to light this candle. So our living room, mm -hmm. this was hand poured. You know, I think I actually have a couple of the Mester B farm right. beeswax candles and I'll be like, yeah, there's this big farm. Yes. They like have all these bees and, you know, and, and like you get to, you get it's to be okay. part of that narrative. Like you're not just buying a product, you're becoming a part yeah. of that maker's story. Like I am in small part powering this really cool company that is, is helmed by a, a scrappy, amazing, creative entrepreneur yep. in the area, you know, yep. so like, just, just recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> so we did have a tiny pop-up last weekend, just tiny. And this, this, these are 
incredible black owned business that just started in July. And our show was their very first show last weekend. So I had to support them. But like, now I know when I wear this, I will think of them, I will know I supported them on their journey. And like my earrings are even handmade. Of course they are by the this is by Sarah of Crown and Heart. She's a teacher. And these are porcelain rainbows. They're kind of shining on my light, but well, I know that I supported her side hustle. <laughs> yeah. I love rainbows. They're my thing. And like, just knowing that I am supporting them, like you said, and making their, helping their dreams come true. That's the best yeah. part is like helping. I think that's what the meme says. It's like, when you shop local, you're making someone's dreams come true. You're giving someone a ballet lesson. You're, you know, you're like literally doing all of those things. And that is the best yeah. part about it, you know? Yeah, so, it's so, so, so let's let's go ahead and, and review. Like, what happens when you shop local? All right, so you you help to power the local economy. You support yep. someone who could be your neighbor uh, or your friend or your yep. family that's like attached to you. Yep. You help them um, succeed and secure their dreams. You end up mm -hmm. with super cool products that you get to show off and you, you can be proud of and you can get excited every time you use them because they're not mass produced. So, so I mean, a lot of really exactly. good. Exactly. You help the environment. You help, oh, you the, help environment. the environment. So yeah. One of um, the biggest ways you help the environment is because when you buy from locally owned business, it conserves energy and resources because less right. transportation, like, you know, big trucks aren't zooming your products from, you know, Texas up here or flying them from China. You can serve tax dollars because like you're just putting it all back into your own city and, you know, it's not going to more infrastructure so that we can yeah. beautify that community. What else? We're investing in the entrepreneurship. We're creating more choice, what? like you're, locally you're businesses. Your city. You can pick those items. Yeah. Right. You're investing in your city. You're literally investing in your city and you're making your community like a destination. So of course, yeah. more great things happen when you like right. make the community. That's, that's one of the best parts. And, and, and I mean, there, there are always, I, I feel like, I don't know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there are always going to be products that you're not going to be able to necessarily shop. Like, for instance, I don't know of anybody making artisanal toilets, you know, like those are the kinds of things that tend to be mass produced. Um, there are always going to be right. those things, right? That, that, you know, nobody, nobody's making them at a small scale. I don't know. Somebody's gonna right. like. Lauren, I did. And gonna be like, actually, this company is totally, you know, they're making artisanal toilets, and I'm gonna be like, all right, I stand corrected. Cool. But totally you know, no. Someone is making resin. I saw. I'm not even kidding you. I saw someone who made resin. Okay, they poured, you know, a toilet seat. They poured resin, and then they put like flowers and butterflies in it, so it's like clear. So when you sit on your toilet. You're like the seat is like butterflies and flowers. So they made a to this artisan toilet seat. Talking about, <laughs> I mean, you can you can, you can find like some real weird stuff out there. Uh, like when I say weird, like I mean in the yes, best way. Just like super interesting. Never would have thought. Right. You know, but but yeah. So so I think that the the key is finding the ways that you can. Um, hook in and that you can shout. Like we always right. know that they're like. I have an incredible collection of t-shirts made by local makers. Mm -hmm. I, I collect graphic tees. Um, you've probably bought me some of them. Um, but you know, I, I I know that you like you and I, every time there's a strawberry swing, like I love walking around with you and I love looking at artwork. 
um, finding local yeah. artists to support. Like I've got that Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I me. Yeah, exactly. So, so one, two, three. Yeah. You're also. I also think you have that that strawberry swing pen, don't you? I have that pen. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I are like so. We're both like throwing around in the air. I know. I even have underneath this. Okay, so sorry. I got to show you this too. Underneath, I even have a locally made shirt. It's that is awesome. tie dyed. That one's by Casey Cool. So I was on a call with somebody um, from Israel last week and I was they were like, tell me about Kansas City. And so I was talking about Kansas City and I was like, you know, Kansas City has this really weird thing. I've never seen this anywhere else in any other city that I've lived in, been to. Usually when you see like graphic t-shirts, they're usually like for like a college or a brand or something like that. But in Kansas City, we just wear t-shirts for our city and that's really weird like nobody else does that <laughs> and we have right? like this whole cottage industry of makers and creators who are making kansas city brand merchandise and swag and we're just it's proudly so wearing our city on our chest which i think is super so cool proud. we are, uh, so, proud. We are so proud and we we really i did really see the maker industry shoot up after the royals got back into it in 2014 yeah. into the world series so sports i mean you think that art and sports don't go hand in hand, but they kind of do because everybody sure. wanted like my shirt that I'm wearing under this that says Kansas City. You couldn't see the bottom, but it, it fades from like red to yellow. And it's made yeah. by a local guy named Greg Casey Cool. And I couldn't find a shirt like this anywhere else. It was tie-dyed, like awesome like that. Yeah. And so we do go hand in hand with sports sometimes. And then yeah. you find something that not everyone else is wearing. Like everyone's right. wearing the shirt from the big box store, right? Yeah. So, like, so yeah, we don't I mean, want to I, violate any trademarks, Lauren. <laughs> I know, I know. We we had a whole thing about in about trademarks and the big game because we were involved in yep. the big game. Yeah, um, that's why I said it earlier. I'm like, oh no, yeah. can we can we can we say this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was. I don't know. I just, I think there are so many reasons to recommend buying local and some of them are personal and some of them are like range community wide. Um, so, so that's awesome. Like, let's do that. So I'm going to ask you, I've, I've got two final questions. This is my final like maker shop local related question. But for people who are looking to, like our listeners at home, even if they're not here in Kansas City, because a lot of our listeners are not here in Kansas City, like what okay. are some ways that people can find maker communities to connect with? Like some really, I mean, first um, of all, definitely, yeah, definitely go to like Shop Local KC because Kansas City has some cool stuff. Right, right. That might not be local to you. <laughs> I would suggest to go to, so in other big cities, I know like, you know how we have Casey Source Link and they yeah. are so awesome and they provide a great resource for local small businesses. You can always look up, um, any big city will probably have something like Source Link and also just looking up shop local and then type the name of your city. Um, yeah. For me, I know there's a fair like mine that goes to a lot of major cities called Renegade Craft Fair, but it doesn't come here. It goes to like New York, Chicago, all those places. You can look yeah. them up. Um, I wonder if there's other ways. To, there's got to just be a shop local in the cities, like well, shop local like Colorado. Is a really good place to start. Um, you know, going to yeah, local sure. neighborhood like hotspots, you know, like main streets and smaller towns and yes. you know, places, like places where 
commerce tends to kind of coalesce. So like that built that neighborhood that's getting built up over by Troost and, you know, down in, right. in like places where um, small local independent businesses tends to congregate, you know, go there. Exactly. And like one of my favorite things to do is kick around neighborhoods like for on a nice Saturday afternoon, you know, grab a coffee at the local co coffee shop and then poke my head into like the different stores and shops and things like that. So, so I mean, that's yes, a way to connect as so well. Fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful yeah, way. Yeah, go to the main it's street. pretty cheap. <laughs> it is. And it's the most fun because you meet people in person that way too. Yeah. I was just thinking online because of coronavirus, but I love being in person now. Like we went down yeah. to the river market in Kansas or no, we were in the West Bottoms, not the river market. Last weekend, you and I, we went down to Cafe Cafe, supported yeah. an amazing AAPI, female-owned, first Vietnamese coffee shop. And then next Cafe door, we went to a small so business called Fetch. Yeah. Right? We did all that. I and know. It was I like, got, wait, hold on. part of the city. I got my, co uh, my call oh, this is. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And that is just the best way to go experience something new. You know, you can't, I have this Mark Twain quote that I love so much and I'm going to murder it right now, but it says like, um, tra travel is fatal to bigotry, narrow-mindedness and prejudice and many of us need it based sorely on those accounts. Then it says broad charitable views of mankind cannot be, sorry, chihuahua, obtained by, <laughs> the cat is trying to get the chihuahua. Hey, cannot be obtained by, by yeah. it's like cannot be obtained by sitting in one corner all of one's life so even if you don't have the means to travel like travel travel like to other countries just yeah. kind of like take the bus down to a different area or like just get out of you you know if you live all the way out at like 157th if you live out in the suburbs come down to the city like that's the biggest problem with truth it's like people have this ingrained thing in their head and they don't even know they just don't get out of their comfort bubble or whatever it is you know, it's just like, go experience other things. You're never going to know until you experience it. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And I mean, part of, part of experiencing, like, even if, even if it's just experiencing where you live at a different level is experience the people who populate it and the people who, these makers who have so much passion. Um, also I do, I do want to note mm -hmm. this really quick, because this is something that I get really intentional about. Cause I don't always have the cash to buy a whole bunch of stuff. Like, and that's okay. Um, you know, I'm a bootstrap and entrepreneur. And so right, right, right. but Thanks. like another way that you can support exactly. something that I do a ton of is like share their stuff, share the shit, you know, like go on social media and yep. share posts where they're talking about really cool products and comments on their, their stuff and be like, that is 100%. so beautiful. Because then the algorithm picks it up and like, yes. you know, just find ways to, to, I mean, you, you can support makers for free all day long if you want to, you know. It's so true for free all day, all day. And yep. yeah, if somebody is ever like, if someone is like, Hey, I see this all the time, especially an innovator where people like ask for something They're like, Hey, I'm looking for my brother's birthday. He likes horses. I'm making this up. Well, I'm making this part up. Uh, yeah. Where can I get like a painting of a horse? And like, instead of saying, Oh, go to um, a big box store. Yeah, say, oh, box. my friend, Don't go to Onyx, brother, whatever. <laughs> yeah they make horse my, paintings my, like my, this person my does and like sister's cousin like makes these amazing part like that that's the kind of locality and immediacy that we're talking about and i just think that that's so cool and and i do i've got one final question for you katie are you ready for it you kind okay, of perked okay. up when, yes. I, when we were talking through what the show was going to look like you kind of now i'm going to ask you too 
because <laughs> he perked up at this okay. one and I was like, oh, maybe I need to ask her that. But then there's the question that I really want to ask you. So oh my, my first human question, okay, okay. You, you are a lucky, lucky individual that you get two of them. And so the first one is, yeah, yeah. what toppings do you like on your pizza? Oh yeah, I did perk up. Because <laughs> I said I that like you pineapples. <laughs> What kind? I like pineapples and I, I like pineapples on my pizza. I'm one of those people. And I also like roasted garlic mushrooms um, spinach and um, pineapple would be my dream pizza is like, that weird i don't know if we could ever share a pizza because the mushroom thing i'm kind of out okay here's the we real substitute oh. <laughs> okay here's the real question What's that i was going to ask you and then i got side sidelined by the pizza question uh so okay. what what is your favorite what is, what is your favorite thing that you've picked up from a local maker, like at one of your strawberry swings or other fairs that you've been oh to? Goodness. Do you have like a favorite, favorite thing that you just love? Oh my gosh, girl. I love, I'm like looking around. I love I gotta, everything. I gotta tell you, like mine, mine, and Katie, you actually bought this for me. I gave you that. You <laughs> gave me this, but it's Surly Bird, Bird Boutique and it says, I am my own muse and it's Frida Kahlo. And oh I use this bag like all the time. That is amazing. I love yeah. literally everything I've gotten from all my makers. I wear this ring every day of my life. I don't know if you can see it, but well, there's yeah, two. Yeah. So that one is made by Emily. Solier and she was called oh, Harvest Metal at the time, but I literally wear it every day of my life. And this okay. one is a turquoise piece. Sorry, I'm like pointing it up. I <laughs> wear it every day of my life as well from High Desert Turquoise. She's a vintage like turquoise dealer. Yeah, and then I mean, I have everything coffee favorite. cups, mugs, everything. I, everything I buy. And the cool thing is I get to write it off because it's my job. So I like product testing. My ma okay, well, I will say right now, right now, my mask chains too. I don't have a mask on because I'm inside, but oh, I also wear these every day. These are Annie Austin and you put, uh, well, I don't have it on because I just changed out my dirty old mask, but I'm one of those people that wear the PPE because I really am worried that if I got coronavirus, because I'm like out of shape and you know, whatever, 40, that yeah. I would be like really hurt or hospitalized or die. Yeah. So I wear the PPE and these things are great because you can just hang it up on here like I'm hanging it so when my doorbell nice. rings I grab it and I go into my door mass chain yeah well well that that is awesome I I do actually need to get one of those mask chains uh so Katie I just want to say do. thank you so yes. much for taking the time to be with us on the show today Ruth loves you I love you the local maker love loves you, Ruth. you. <laughs> uh thank you, know, you so much for having me yeah, I also want to show a little love and throw a little love to our episode sponsor, Full Scale. They can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they do they do a really amazing work. Like I know of so many companies who have worked with them who are just pleased with how fast and responsive and just dedicated to putting out quality product for their clients. Um, you know, I just I, I love Full Scale. I can't say enough good things about them. And I would also throw a little love and thank you, our listeners and friends, for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us here on the Startup Hustle podcast. I would say thank you for listening, but also hashtag shop local. And that hashtag shop local. Yeah, I'm straight. That is the Startup Hustle podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. 
Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.